T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy New Year! 2024. I can't believe it. I'm beginning my 18th year full-time at WFAN. What? Yeah, 18. (laughs) Happy anniversary to Boomer and Geo. They're beginning, I think it's their seventh year doing mornings. And didn't you start on January 2nd as well, Tiki? At least at The Fan. I did. Year five? Actually, didn't we start in the middle of the year? Year four? This is third year. Third year! Year Which tells you he doesn't plan on being here another 15 based (laughs) on that reaction. I actually don't remember. I know I started at CBS Network. (laughs) That was 13 years ago. But I don't remember when I started off the thing. All right. Well, January 2nd. It's my sister's birthday. It's Boomer and Geo's anniversary. And I'm beginning my 18th year full-time at WFAM. But happy New Year to everybody. I do have an issue. That hopefully you can talk me off the ledge of. Because this annoyed me. And I think it should annoy every single Giant fan out there. And we'll get to the Jets later, the Knicks trade, the lesson of Steve Cohen during this offseason. But Brian Dayball, who's a hell of a head coach, has screwed Tommy DeVito. What are you talking And that about? means he screwed all of you. Because Tommy DeVito made six starts as quarterback of the New York Giants. He was 3-3. Three and three. He threw eight touchdown passes, three interceptions, completed about 64% of his passes. And yeah, against the Eagles on Christmas, he deserved to be benched. No issue from me. But he also deserved to get his chance again to at least prove what he is, whether he's just a backup, whether he can still be that future starter of this team, or he should be out of the league. We needed to get the answer. And I think what disappointed me about what Brian Dayball pulled was benching him to win a game against the Eagles was fine, but not going back to him? To just finish the story. Like, we we didn't finish it because I could sit here today and tell you, Tiki, I don't know what he is because he wasn't given a fair shake. And that's football. That's, that is the meritocracy of the game. Is it? It is. You have to earn it. Not so if you're a first-round pick, Teak. Well, he's not a first-round pick. And, and so for Tommy DeVito, it really came down to, are you going to continue to be the spark that you were when you won three games in a row? And for three games, he absolutely was. Really, for five games, he absolutely was that guy. Even in the Dallas game where he was beat up a little bit, and you saw it at the end, we talked about it briefly. Yeah. You know, how should he have kept playing? Yeah, of course not. Why not? How many real live opportunities you get? So for five games, Tommy DeVito felt like he was that spark, but then he wasn't. It was like the light went out. I understand. And I'm not saying this is a knock to Tommy DeVito. It's just a reality of the game. Sometimes they start to figure you out. 
And in that case, Brian Dable had to do what Brian Dable has to do. I, Tiki, to I try no, to win a football. I game. have no issue with that. Like literally going to Terod Taylor in Philadelphia, I was good with because I'm with you. You're trying to win a football game. But when that game is over, and now you take a sit seat down and you watch the tape and you get ready for your next game against yeah. the Los Angeles Rams. You have to make a decision, not just on trying to win a game, but also, hey, what's my future with this guy? And quite frankly, I'm sitting here today on January 2nd, and I don't think we have the answer. No, you don't. And that's a problem. You, well, is it? Is it a problem? Yes. Why? So the only reason it's a problem is because it feels like the Giants quarterback situation is up in the air completely. We don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be healthy. We don't know if Joe Shane is going to draft a quarterback. I don't think those guys are going to be around because there's so many teams, as we're looking at it now, as as the season winds down, that are going to go get quarterbacks right. at the top of the draft. So maybe the Giants get one in the second round. But it's, if, if Tommy DeVito, who will be in camp next year, huh. goes into camp and performs at a, at a ridiculously high level, Plays well when he gets the opportunity in the preseason. No. There's a chance that it's it gets done. reignited. No, it's not. I, I'm just You're telling starting you. a guy who's a free agent at the end of the season. And I like Terod Taylor, though he makes some insane mistakes, by the way. As good as he is at times, mm-hmm. Terod Taylor does things on a football field that make you say, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but the idea that this could be reignited in August it's crazy. It's dead now. And it's dead now because the Giants decided after a mere six games, we already know the deal with this guy. And I'm going to give up a specific name that I've always thought about in this context that was not given the full opportunity despite, I thought, playing well a few years ago. And now he's the starting quarterback for a team that may go to the playoffs. And the comparison I'm going to bring up is Gardner Minshew. Mm. Gardner Minshew was a sixth-round pick and got no respect. In 2019, he put up big numbers. In 2020, he was playing reasonably well, and that was it. And then he became a backup quarterback around the league, whether it was Philadelphia or it was to start this season in Indianapolis. And when luck fell his way, unfortunately because of an injury, Gardner Minshew stepped in, and he's won games, and he's played well, and his team has a chance to go to the playoffs. And that's an example of a guy getting disrespected because of where they were drafted or that they were never drafted. And what I'm afraid of is that three years from now, Tommy DeVito may get lucky enough to get an opportunity somewhere else because of injuries, and he's going to show you that maybe you should have given him a longer look than six freaking games. Okay, so I want to back up like three weeks. No, how long? Because we we were out for a week and a half. So I want to back up like almost a month. You remember when we were talking about Tommy DeVito and this love fest that was happening? Yeah. And I came in, and I was the Debbie Downer. You remember that? I do. remember that day? I do remember. Me being the Debbie Downer. You remember it, Sean? Of course. We all remember this day. And I was saying, stop falling in love with the story, right? You got to fall in love with the player, the dude, the guy that goes out and does it. And if if that is consistent, then all the other stuff will come. Look, I don't know that this was the case because I haven't talked to Dave's or anybody over at the Giants right now. But it felt like to a point where the story was bigger than the team. And if that should ever happen for a, for a head coach and an organization, the team will always come first. Well, hold on now, a second. He's not, being benched because I, his story no, was appealing? No, I'm, he was benched because he was less than average. Now, I, he didn't do anything horrible in that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. They also and, didn't let him and, do anything and, and, in that game. And by game. the way, Terod Taylor didn't do much better, I think. Right. 
I think they threw the exact same amount of passes, and Terod Taylor completed one less. He just had the big bomb that yeah. you know made it interesting. It was a fumble kick and an Adoree pick that really right. changed the no, game, no, not the quarterback. Ab- absolutely right. So it wasn't that, but he w- he wasn't he wasn't the spark anymore. It felt like for three or four games, Tommy DeVito was this spark, and you didn't mind the story. But then all of a sudden, when he's average and and there is no spark, but the story is still like enormous. And I'm not knocking the kid for doing Rayo's commercials and all his other stuff that he was doing, but it was like he was getting bigger than the team without earning being bigger than the team. Does that make sense? And so I'm not saying that this was the reason that they did this, but it felt prophetic to me to see it happen because the Giants aren't about the individual. They won't be. But Tiki, it's about the team. My, my, and Brian Dable needed to win a game, and he felt like Terod Taylor gave him the better chance to do that because my, Tommy DeVito – didn't have that spark anymore. My argument with you has nothing to do with Tommy DeVito being from North Jersey or being Italian. I can promise you that. My argument is a guy who was undrafted got thrown out after six quarters yeah, where there wasn't a spark. Everybody. No, no, no. Not if you're picked in the first or second round. And this was my argument with you weeks ago before it happened. This was my argument with you about Mike White. Mm. This was my argument. This was my issue. Oh, this is why I was rooting for you're, this kid. You're saying- because with four bad quarters or no spark quarters, you're so willing, you and this franchise, to say, see, not the guy, let's move on. And that's my issue. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I promise you, him doing commercials or him being Italian or him being from Jersey, they're all nice extra stuff. That's not my motivation today, and it wasn't my motivation two weeks ago. My motivation was, hey, wow. Maybe you found something in this undrafted kid. Maybe the performances are actually showing you he's got potential. And what the Giants decided to do was because the spark kind of went away, which I don't disagree with, Mm -hmm. you decided enough's enough. Let's go watch a veteran backup who isn't going to be on the roster next year get the final three games. But does he give you a better chance to win those games? That's that's the question. Is that the ultimate question? That's the ultimate question. I disagree with you. No, it shouldn't be, though. Because you're also trying to decide on next year, are you not? Uh, not I, I think you're still trying to win. And, and so, you know, to me, and it's not about making the playoffs or anything like that. I mean, I'm not even talking about that. It's about culture and creating a winning uh, week, 
right? What does a winning week look like? It starts on, you know, Monday with the rehab stuff, and then Tuesday, you're off day. Don't go be an idiot. On Wednesday, get back, get back into, you know, the grind of it. And Thursday, maybe you have a semi, you know, a speeded practice at this stage of the season. Friday, you tune it up. Saturday, you travel. And Sunday, you go perform, right? And who gave you the best chance to do that? Terod Taylor has a long history. It's not all starting history, but he's been around the game for a long time, and he knows how to handle this stuff. He's not distracted by anything. And I think Coach Daves is in a very, like, it's he's in a unique and weird position. He was the coach of the year a year ago. They went five games this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, maybe six, depending on what happens with the Eagles and who decides to play. But the Eagles need to win that game, despite them saying they might not play some players. But, you know, coach of the year to a five-win team out of 17 games, I mean, that's that's problematic. Right, it's just it's a it's a bad fall off. Now there are tons of excuses, but we don't care about excuses. We care about production. And so at the end of the day, Coach Daves has to find ways to win. And he, and whatever the evaluation was, I don't think it had anything to do with the off field stuff. I'm just saying that because that's what I felt I was getting bombarded with more than anything else was all of the off field stuff. And I'm not knocking it because good, you'll make it while you can, dude. But. Well, you are kind of knocking it because you're saying it bothered you, essentially. Now, here's what happens. Here's what happens, Evan. I know this because I did this, right? I was in media from my third year until I retired eight years later. If I'm balling, people love me on the media. If I'm playing like crap, they don't want to see me. It, it just is what it is. I get that, but is that's, it, that's is just that, the reality. Is that nothing, why he, they're, not, they're not related to one was, another. Was he benched because of it? No. Then it doesn't matter. No. Then it doesn't matter. But... It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I think it ultimately comes down to who gave you the best chance to win a football game. I am not. To me, that's Terod Taylor. Why? Because he's done it for a lot of years. I I am not. Tommy DeVito, as good and sparked filled as he was for a couple of weeks, he's only done it for a couple of weeks. I am not a tankist the way some Giant fans and some Jet fans now are. More on that later. I am not. So we are not having a disagreement in which I'm saying, hey, I'd rather lose. I don't believe that. I haven't believed that. But what I am telling you is once the Giants are eliminated from the postseason, mm-hmm. remember all those scenarios I gave you yeah. guys? That was all you. Nobody else. We weren't 60%. Even 23% if you have the 80% of something else happening. Once you're at 0%, yes, you should try to win. I want to make peace with you mm-hmm. about that. I'm not a tankist. But you also need to plan out for next year. Terod Taylor, and I like him. Is not on this team How next do you know? year. They could, they could re-sign him. If you do, you already know what he is. Like he's a backup quarterback. Who, by the way, I wouldn't mind on the Jets. Like he's a fine backup quarterback. But you already know what he is. So you need to balance. Yes, I'm trying to win, but I also need to figure the f out what I have. And I'm sorry. And you know a lot about football, and Brian Dayball knows a ton about football. I'm not telling you I know more than him or you, but here's what I'm telling you. I don't give a damn if you're the Albert Einstein of football or if you're Ben Slombardi. You don't know what Tommy DeVito is after six games. You don't. I'm sorry. You don't. Dayball doesn't. So I don't need to hear a lecture, mm-hmm. not from you, but from him about how we already know. You don't know. And these final few games were a chance to find out. And when I say I want to finish his story, I don't mean Rayo's commercials. I don't mean appearances. I mean, can this kid play? Did you find something? Because I don't know if you know this, the Giants have to make a pretty big decision come late April. Mm -hmm. They have a draft pick. And last night, a lot of us schmucks were watching college football, maybe for the first time all season. (laughs) And we became scouts 
watching Michael Penix Jr. and realizing, holy crap, that guy's had like 18 different torn ACLs. Like, they got to make a big decision. And when you make a big decision, like I do this in life, I want to have as much information as possible. Okay. You need more info on Tommy DeVito. I don't need more info on Terod Taylor. And that's why the decision to not start him against the Rams and the decision to not start him against Philadelphia on Sunday is a disservice to the team you are coaching, to the team you're rooting for. We needed to find out more. And for whatever reason, the book was slammed on him. You guys can't all be okay with that. And not, Evan, I think you look at it as from, hey, could he become, and we played the Brock Purdy game, you talked about Minshew. Forget that for a second. Look around the league. We're at the threshold of hell, Helen, as far as backup quarterbacks <laughs> being played. True. You need to develop backup quarterbacks. Just the reason Terod Taylor is, you know, valuable. And if you have Tommy DeVito on the cheap, and I could get him for the next two games to learn from his lows the last two games, I would rather that. And this idea that Terod Taylor presents the Giants with so much of a better chance to win football games, that is where I push back and I say, no, sir. Because what I've seen this year, first of all, is a team that's won five games, you know who's won three of them? Tommy DeVito. And you know what I've seen Terod Taylor do? Yes, he can throw a frozen rope, a beautiful pass to Darius Slayton that makes our jaw drop and go, look at that deep ball that's been missing. But he can't hit Saquon Barkley two feet in front of him for a two-point conversion. He can't figure <laughs> out game and time situation at halftime of Buffalo where you're checking into a run with no timeouts left. I've seen Terod Taylor this year make losing Football plays, just like we criticized Daniel Jones for. And Tommy DeVito, while he hasn't been necessarily great or lit the world on fire, he has made winning football plays like we saw versus Green Bay. He maybe holds onto the ball too long, but he doesn't turn it over either. I'm sorry for all the tantalizing stuff Terod Taylor's done. He's lost some football games for this team, so Terod, I can't buy into this. Did Terod Taylor lose the game against the against the Rams? Yes. He was a part of it. Now, you could, now, hold on. The pushback, Tiki, the pushback could be maybe they're not as in the game with Tommy DeVito, which I will understand and I could hear that argument. I don't know that because, again, I go back to the Packer game. I even thought he played well enough versus the Saints. But what I do know is, in the end, they didn't win that football game because Terod Taylor, despite the big throw to Slayton, missed Darren Waller wide open for what he could have walked in for a touchdown, threw behind Jalen Hyatt as he was running short of the sticks, and on a two-point conversion touch pass, completely baffles the throw, and that's nothing new from Terod Taylor. In fact, it's the reason he is a backup quarterback. We also have a guy who's wearing my number who can't make a kick. Uh, <laughs> Tiki, it looks like a guy who came out of the bar wearing your jersey to line up a kick. We do have to address this because this has pissed off many a giant fan, especially after he goes out and misses the game-winning kick while wearing your number. We'll get your calls coming up. Plus, more on Tiki's reaction to the fact that Mason Crosby walked into that giant locker room and demanded Tiki's number the way he did. Toll-free numbers, 877-337-6666. A lot to get to today. The New York Jets are a bunch of quitters. The New York Knicks made a trade that caused quite a debate amongst the Knicks fan on if it was a smart deal or a bad deal. And yes, Tiki will have to explain to all of us why the NFL isn't rigged. Because Saturday night felt like I was watching the WWE. <laughs> and speaking of the WWE, where do you like to sit when you go out to dinner? Do you like to sit at a bar? Do you like to sit at a booth? Or Tiki, do you like to sit at the head of the table? <laughs> Screw the national semifinal last night. The Rock laid the challenge to Roman Reigns. <laughs> and I'm bumped up about it.
I'm sorry, I'm getting so emotional about it. That's my favorite part of 2024 so far. Wow, if only that sport was real. <laughs> wow. Evan and Tiki, first show of 2024. Welcome. How are you? I always admit when I helicopter in, like I helicopter into the NHL playoffs and I helicopter in to the college football playoffs. I can't sit there every Saturday watching college football. I know there's a lot of people out there that bet on everything good for you. There are some diehards who are alum of certain schools. Give me games that matter. I'm good. So yesterday, I helicoptered my ass in there like I'm an expert. Mm -hmm. And my biggest takeaway is, A, ESPN's got to be careful with the boob showings. (laughs) I know. They got to be careful about that, though. There was nothing wrong with it. Or do they? (laughs) Wow. And number two, Jim Harbaugh's dad. Looks, I mean, I know it's his dad, so our dads look like right. us mostly. Evan, I swore it was a, like a fake. Like they were messing around with us. Yeah. Like they artificially aged Jim Harbaugh. Crazy. He looked exactly, not only that, he acts exactly like Jim. You know, Jim is is great, but he doesn't want to talk to anybody, right? right He's got right. this like awkwardness. You, you saw it in the post game yeah. when he was trying to, when he was doing the he interview. He handed it off to his uh, he was like, yeah, player. yeah, let this guy talk. I don't yeah. want to talk. I'm not going to answer your question. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. <laughs> See ya. Right? He's 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 weird, awkward like that. But obviously a fantastic coach on every single level that he's been on. But I swore that was him, and yeah. they were messing with us. I, I was freaked out by it. Like I think my dad looks like me, but I don't think it's like that. If you saw my dad, you wouldn't say, "Whoa, are you pulling a prank on me?" You have met my dad, Lugie. Does he look that much like me? Not really, but you could see a little resemblance. For a sure. little resemblance he, is normal. But he doesn't wear the exact same kind of glasses. That's true, right? <laughs> That's and have true. the exact same inflection of his voice. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I enjoyed bizarre. I enjoyed watching the college football yesterday. The only problem was, like eighty percent of America, I was passed out my own drool at eleven. 45. Yeah, I missed the second half of the second game. Oh, 11 p.m. They kick it off. Are you crazy? It was late. It was that late. Was, that was the second half. And the problem was it was tied. It yeah. Was like, I was like, this is, third, this is 21-21. Now, it's going to be a good game. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I quickly checked the highlights and it was a great conclusion. And I hate to be the old man in the East Coast, but it was a freaking late start, man. We're all going back to work today. Like, if that's on New Year's Eve, we're partying all night. If that's any time during the past week, let's go. But January 2nd, the day after New Year's, is generally, not for every single person, but for a lot of people, it's your day back. That's going to be the day you're more tired than any other That's day. exactly it. January 1st is the one night I think we could all agree on. We're not looking to stay up past 10 o'clock on the East Coast. No. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Now, quickly, before we get to your calls, I'm a numbers guy. We're all numbers guys. Tommy DeVito has made six starts for the New York Giants this mm-hmm. year. Daniel Jones has made six starts for the New York Giants this year. And after Sunday, Terod Taylor will make five starts for the New York Giants. So it's almost perfect symmetry. That's interesting. Six six five. Tommy DeVito has the far superior numbers. He just does. He's thrown eight touchdown passes. Daniel Jones threw two. Tyrod Taylor's thrown four. Tommy DeVito's thrown three interceptions. Daniel Jones six. Terod Taylor's already at two. Tommy DeVito, over the course of those six games, and I understand the lack of a spark that he had against Philadelphia and even the game against New Orleans, but here are the facts. Tommy DeVito's been the best quarterback for the New York Giants this season. Right. And instead of seeing it through to see what would happen in Game 7 and what would happen in Game 8, the New York Giants, led by their biggest fan, Tiki Barber, decided to close the book on Tommy DeVito and say, no need to read anymore. We know how it ends. It is not closed. He'll have every opportunity. You asked me this 
two or three weeks ago. When will you believe in Tommy Vito? Because you were all bought in. Yeah. Sean thought he had, you know, the franchise quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Am I allowed to fall in love for a night? Uh, Of course. Of course. Just, you know, make sure you sneak out without waking up. (laughs) (laughs) So, but Tommy, you kept asking me, when are you going to believe in Tommy DeVito? When are you going to believe? When are you going to believe? And what did I say? Over and over and over again. When he wins the job in training camp. When he wins the job in training camp. And I believe uh, truly that he'll get a chance to do that. Now, if he if he doesn't, then you know what? Shame on me. You're wrong. He is wrong. And I was just going to say this. The problem with this scenario is, even if some of us fell in love with, like us, right now, it's like the person we fell in love with's dad is telling them they're not allowed to date us. I never got to see my conclusion. I think that's a really good comparison, good, and I think it's it. part of why I need more. That's a good Like, you're telling it. me I can't look at her anymore. Right. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm not done yet. I want to see more. Right. I tell you when I'm done. You don't tell me when you're done. And you're on a fantasy land. If you think he's going to be given any real opportunity to win this job next year, well, I'm no so, shot okay, so in first, hell. So dude. first of all, I, I I think you're right. I don't think the Giants are going to resign Terod Taylor. I think someone else, honestly, is going to value him more than the Giants. Uh, maybe the Jets. Uh, maybe seriously, because think of all the teams that had backup quarterbacks this yeah, year. And yeah. if you had a good one, you survived. Yes. If you didn't, you sucked. Yes. So I think Terod Taylor is going to end up somewhere else, which means that the Giants are going to have a quarterback coming off an ACL injury, and maybe he's ready by the beginning. Maybe he's not. Right. Uh, Tommy DeVito, who's here, and I don't know what his contract situation is. Is it exclusive rights, or is I don't know what the deal is when you do it when you're an undrafted free agent. And then they'll likely get someone, either free agency, Gardner Minshew, who you mentioned is a free agent. Uh, there's there's a bunch of them. They're likely guys. to Ryan, draft the Ryan Tannehill's they're gonna also draft a free agent. They're going to draft Or they're going to draft them. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, one of the reasons I was watching the college football playoff last night is because I like both of those kids. Yeah. I end up liking Penix more, but he's, you're right, he's had two ACLs. There's going to be competition. In, in training camp, and Tommy DeVito's going to get a real chance. No, and he's for not. Me, he is going no, to get not. a real chance. Dude, they're not he even is. giving him a chance well, to start off a guy who's not going to be on the team but next here, year. Here's why he will. So unless it's like a Ryan Tannehill-type veteran backup that they bring in, Tommy DeVito's going to have the most experience of anyone in the offense. Because Daniel Jones isn't starting the offseason healthy, right, unless he's just a miraculous healer. I don't see him in April in the mini camps and – uh, in, in early August or early July in the in the in the in the full uh, mini camp that he's going to be available. It's going to be Tommy's show, right? And whoever the rookie is or whoever the the free agent is, and he's going to have the most experience. I bet he ends up starting no shot in, in those in those early practices because he oh, started before. early practices. I thought you said practices. week one. No, not week okay. one. I'm talking about. April. I was and, ready to make a long-term bet with you. Week one May starter. And June, when you have these on-field activities, organized team activities, they call them. That's when Tommy's going to get his shot. Great. Congratulations, so, Tommy. You get to play in the spring. But why why Yay. why should he not have to earn it? Let him play right now to earn it. That's my point. And Let that, him play now. But you're not gonna get you're not gonna you're not gonna he's not gonna earn next year's job. I don't know. Now. If he actually does something no one else does and beats the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe. Maybe we think differently next month. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I know. Well the Giants can't. You wear a giant uniform, you can't beat the Eagles. Did you see the stat? The Arizona Cardinals have the strongest strength of victory of Well, they beat Dallas and they beat NFL Philadelphia because yeah. of who they've beaten. Yeah. By the way, Daniel Jones beat the Cardinals. Jalen Hurts and Dak uh, Prescott did not. Yeah, barely. Ah, the <laughs> law of soliloquy. Right? right. <laughs> Let's go to Jason and Lawrence. Good uh, afternoon to you, Jason. 
Um, my, how you doing, Evan? Fellow Lawrence graduate. Look so at my that. Um, problem is my problem is with Tiki. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the Giants for I don't know fifty years. I think your disagreement. I've seen, you mean, I've you seen mean, everyone? You mean disagreement? You don't have a problem with me? You just disagree. yeah. Well, Tiki, let me ask a question. <laughs> just kidding. You were there when when you were when you were playing? Who gave you a better chance of winning, Eli Manning, when he was a rookie, or the guy who won an MVP and won a Super Bowl? You're so talking, talking about, talking about Kurt, Kurt Warner. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about Kurt Warner. Yeah, I right. sat there and watched Eli sucked, right? And they benched <laughs> Kurt Warner, so they gave up that season. So how could they not let Tommy DeVito, with the season's already lost, to see what he was going to do for two games? You're talking about in practice? Yeah. What, what does that mean? Well, I think the they, di- they could have seen yesterday – and next week, what they had, they don't even... I think them. what Jason is trying to say yeah. is practice? What are we talking uh, about? Practice? practice? That's, that was such a weird situation. Because at that point, everybody thought Kurt was cooked. Nobody, nobody thought that a 30-whatever-it-was, three-year quarterback mm-hmm. and Kurt Warner was going to be that guy. And they drafted Eli in the first round. No, no, you hit on it. That's the difference. That's why I appreciate Jason. I appreciate what he's trying to do. Right. The comparison doesn't work. It just leads into my point with you. It's a point I made about Mike White, and it's a point I made with you three weeks ago. Where you're drafted is a scarlet letter. If Tommy DeVito put up the same numbers as a second or even third round pick, he would have played against the Rams on Sunday, and he would have played against the Eagles. But that little undrafted thing is why the Giants and a lot of other teams are so quick to throw guys out. Right. Well, for you're talking about the quarterback, but let's just let's just pull this to a different position. Let's say Evan Neal was a seventh round pick or an undrafted free. He'd been cut already. Right. He wouldn't be on the team anymore. He wouldn't be trying to figure out, hey, you're going to get healthy and you're going to, you know, slide into our starting right tackle spot. That's what they're still saying, even though I don't believe that that's the case. If he was a, a later round draft pick or a free agent, he'd be gone. Right. He'd be on injury reserve already instead of waiting until week, whatever they did it, 15, to put him on IR. So if you're a first-rounder, you get the benefit of the doubt because you got drafted there for a reason. And so it's just it's not the same. I understand the comparison. And, you know, was it the right decision? Ultimately, yes, because starting Eli and getting him in that experience led to him winning a Super Bowl relatively quickly, right, in his fourth season. And so it's, it's just not the same. It's not apples to, to apples. Sonny's in Malvern. Hey, Sonny, how you doing? Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, before I get to Tommy DeVito, uh, my son goes to the University of Alabama. So, I, Tiki, I was not happy with that last call. Everybody oh, knew Lord. that call was coming. I would have rolled them out, gave them the option to run a pass. Guys like that, athletic quarterbacks like that, who are threats with their legs. And we saw it the whole game. Get them out of the pocket. That made, yeah. no, that made no sense to me at all. Get them out play. in the open. It looked like Tiki, he didn't have his head up or his eyes open. He ran into his well, offensive line, and he had a little you know, opening to the left, it looked like. Right. But, well, the, well, the snap was bad. The center had a, a terrible day. The, the Alabama oh God, center yeah. had a bad day. Yeah, but yeah, was it was bad. it was a. I wanted to see it keep going, and it was it ended. I kind of was looking away, and it snapped the ball. I was like, "Wait, it's over." That's how it ended. So I feel you. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. It was a classic game, though. As far as um, Tommy DeVito, a couple things that I think Evan that you're wrong with, or I disagree with. I Go should ahead. say. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> The Dable's not looking to evaluate a backup quarterback for next year. What do coaches always say, Evan, in post game? And they, uh, you know, the reporters ask them stupid questions that have nothing to do with the next game. The coach says it's on to the next game. It's about the next game. It's about winning the next game. And whether Taylor gives them the better chance, I don't know. He played an awful game last week. He was hurt for like four weeks before that. I think right. that's the reason. But I don't know if he gives them the better chance. But guys, I do not think 
that neither of these guys are going to be on the team next year. And also about your evaluation, uh, Evan, about quarterbacks getting no respect unless they're drafting the first and second ro- uh, round. That's not true. How about Purdy? How's he respected? And how is Tom Brady um, uh, respected? Yeah. It takes, but, but, round, Sonny, so you're wrong. but Sonny, Sonny, it takes such a special circumstance. That's my problem. You're right. You name the examples, and those are the reasons why I hold out hope and wanting to learn more about Tommy DeVito. Not because I think he's definitely be Brock Purdy mm-hmm. or he's definitely be Tom Brady, but I want to see it through. So you name two rare, rare examples. Yeah, it can happen, well, but it takes a lot for it to happen. Look what the Patriots had to win the Super Bowl. Hey, think about that. Think about how far Brock Purdy had to go. He didn't lose a regular season game for how many games? Like you named extreme examples. And here's the other difference. You said, why waste time evaluating a backup quarterback? I'm not telling you he's going to be a backup quarterback. He may be more than that. Mm. My point is, after six starts, there's no way you have enough information to know. Zach Wilson was given how many starts? Daniel Jones has been given how many starts? This guy got six starts, and we're all done. Ah, we're done. Ah, we know. Yeah. And go look at, like, Mac Jones. Look how many starts he's got. Yeah. Right? Some of those situations. But, look, I think your your pedigree, where, no matter where you were drafted, also plays into this. And it's too deep of a, a, a hole to get into. But uh, Brock Purdy was very good at Iowa State. He was a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was very good at Michigan. Right? He won the Rose Bowl against Alabama, wasn't it? I think, I think it was against Alabama. He won the Rose Bowl. So, it's different when you have, in in a coach's mind, the ability to do it. Gardner Minshew, who you brought up earlier, he was I mean, he led the nation in passing at Washington State. So because Tommy DeVito wasn't great in college and at Syracuse, well, that's it? We well, know? It just, Is that really it? it? Well, you have to have a history of success in order to believe, or at least for people to believe without seeing it, that they're going to be successful. He's outplayed the other quarterbacks on this roster. Yeah, at times. Yeah. But not all the time. And that I think that's the challenge. And that and as Dave's looks forward to the next week, as Sonny was talking about, it's who's done it enough times against whatever complication we're going to get. And Philadelphia is going to be. I mean, I think they're going to be aggressive as hell in this game because no matter what we say about them not being able to move position wise, if they don't, if they don't win, whatever, there's a guarantee of the postseason. You can't not try to win your division. No, you got to try. So they're they're and going Suriani to try. Will. They're going to play their healthy guys. One hundred percent. And so you're going to get a lot this weekend. And I think just Tyrod Taylor is is more is better positioned to be the starting quarterback. By the way, in terms of who gives them a better chance to win, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not Tyrod Taylor, but it's close. And I thought Sean brought up some very good points about Tyrod Taylor, and I like him. I've defended him a lot. He makes mistakes. That don't make sense for a veteran quarterback no, who's accomplished right. as much as he's accomplished. I can't. I can't dispute that. It's like some of the throws that he misses are just. It's like, man, you should know, but you should know calm in that moment to make that throw. I mean, go back, go back, even. And I'm glad you brought it up earlier, Sean. Go back to the Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, like not understanding the situation. Think about how different this season could have been yeah. if they would have won that game. Right. And they came very close to pulling it off. And certainly the Ram game. The Ram game the other day was so weird to me because I'm watching it. I'm rooting for the Giants. I want you guys to win. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm having a good old time. And as I see the Giants do everything possible to lose this game. Right. Don't tackle. They don't like tackle. Aaron Williams run for whatever three touchdowns. Dory Jackson. Yep. What's up? Yeah. The penalties. 
obviously the missed kick. I leave that out. That's obvious. You have the game on the line. You kick a field goal. You win the game. Boom, it's over. But they made so many mistakes that cost them that game. I'm watching this thinking, what did you guys even want? <laughs> like, were you happy about it? I kept thinking about Sean's fat face. Right. Like, oh. I apologize. Just your face. Nothing else. Okay. I think I have a fat face now. With this beard I've been growing, out of loyalty to Pete Alonzo. It's dope. It's, it is. It's it looks dope. good. You guys think it looks I good? I, do. I like it. Yeah. Really? You look like a man. You look like a man. <laughs> now, he does look thick, but it was probably all the Mickey waffles. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. Because I said that to BT when we were exchanging. Because BT's like, hey, you know, I like the beard. I said, Tierney, let me ask you a question. He says, what's up? He's the first person I asked this question right. to. And I figured, you know what? He's so honest, he don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. Like, if Brandon Tierney thinks I'm a fat ass, he's going to say, Evan, you're a fat ass. Like, he's just going to tell me. That I respect about <laughs> him. So I look at Brandon's eyes. I said, I think I feel fat right now with this beard. He looks me up and down, checking me out. He's like, I don't see it. So he didn't even agree with that. Yeah. He didn't think the beard makes me look like a fat ass. And that's a guy who would tell me if I look like a fat ass. You know how you make your beard make you not look like a fat ass? How's that? Keep it perfectly quaffed. But apparently I'm not allowed to quaff it. Well, yes, you are. Am I? We said that. No, no, no. Time out. Didn't, Did- I, didn't I draw a line on he- your neck with a... With a- well, what kind of quaffing are we talking about? I'm talking like just like edged. Oh, like edged, meat. yeah. But the length, he can't buzz no, down. And no, just no, have no, 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 no. That thing's got to get grizzly. Well, out that's what bro. I'm doing. I haven't touched it. And by yeah. the way, the reason I'm growing out the beard and my hair is I made a proclamation about a month and a half ago that I would not touch my hair until Pete Alonzo signs a contract extension. Mm. That turned into my beard as well after Pete was at a Ranger game, and I thought that meant he was going to sign his extension. And Sean, of course, said, "Well, now since you think he's going to sign it." Throw your beard in there. Yeah. So, By the way, we could have just done this with the Mets signing any big free agent. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Mets are apparently closed for business. So uh... <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> More on that later. By the way, <laughs> so I have not. I swear to God on this, I have not touched anything related to my beard. Yeah. Hair. Just the edge. Just just the trimming. Just the bottom of yeah. just my neck. I right. cleaned up the neck, and that's perfect. But I haven't touched anything else. As long as you keep it clean around the edges. It's going to look dope. Trust Thank me. you. I forgot what I was saying now. Something about Terrell Taylor? Uh, <laughs> quaffing. Oh, oh, as the Giants lost a heartbreaker. Because let's face it, that game on Sunday's oh, a heartbreaker. We, what, did, what did we want? What the hell? I kept thinking as that numbers merchant, Mason Crosby, <laughs> will address that coming up. As he lines up for a game-winning field goal after the Giants did everything to lose this game. And they should have won this game. I'm thinking there's going to be so many people out there that are rooting against their team because they want a better draft pick. Mm-hmm. Sean has had so many arguments with you, Tiki, even me on the air about draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. And obviously the Giants still have a chance to get the actual number two overall pick. Yeah. So as he's lining up, what the hell did you guys want? Did you want him to miss it so that you can say, yeah, we no, were close? Look, I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted the Giants to win, especially because everybody's talking about how hot the Rams are. And I'm like, you just lost to the Giants. You're not going anywhere. That's what I wanted. But then when they lost, it was like, all right, but that's okay. That's the thing. It's not that it's like, you, it's okay. You're not rooting for yes, or against anything. You're not rooting for losing. Uh, did I have a little smirk after I missed it? Like, if that was in September, October, it's a table turnover right. kind of loss. That spot, I got off, cracked the cat, cracked the knuckles, well, went, here, figured well, out what was for dinner. Well, here's, here's the thing. The Giants are going to be in a very... They're not drafting a quarterback in the top three because I at and the and the and they're whatever. What are they five right now? Five. So well, they're, what they're, are you talking about? Right. They're not. They're not drafting a quarterback at five. How do you because, know? Because I think the three quarterbacks are going to go in the top oh, three. Gotcha, guys. I think they're they're oh. gone. You know what I mean? Oh, but that they could trade up. Well, yeah, of course. But right, I'm just okay. saying, just from a rote, where are you dr- picking? 
I think the quarterbacks are going one, two, three. Right. And that's obviously Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then uh, Jaden Daniels. I think the other guys fall. Um, but they're not taking a quarterback in the top at, at number five. And so to me, it's like, man, there's a, there's a great wide receiver. There's a great tight end. There's a couple of really good linemen. Like, there's so much you can do if you're if you're yeah, right but there. As the game's on the line, are you thinking that way? Kind of. <laughs> like that's what I'm curious kind of. about. Oh, I'm not man. kidding, dude. I'm just like, dude, Marvin Harrison would be great. In this because office. I also <laughs> understand I, I'm not a tankist, and I won't be when the Jets play the Patriots right. on Sunday. We'll discuss that as the week goes on. I've never been a tankist, even with the Trevor Lawrence stuff. We will be. <laughs> I, yeah, you could be whatever the hell you want. No, no, no. In that game, Giant fans will be. I understand how that impacts you. I get that. But I also know that when you get to the last week or two, the tanking becomes clearer. Like, it makes more sense why mm-hmm. you could sit there and say, hey, let's just lose this game. Yeah. You are officially out of the playoffs. There's no math anymore. And you can see the finish line. Yeah, Philly from three years ago or so, four years ago, whatever I, it was. Absolutely. So I get that. So that's why I'm curious as Mason Crosby's lining up. <laughs> are you Sean rooting for Just answer it this way. Are you rooting for him to miss the field goal? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Again, rooting, I want to make this clear as a giant fan. I am not standing up, clapping, applauding, please miss this. Am I sitting back quietly going, just miss the freaking kicking? (laughs) We've done our job here. We've played hard for Dable. What if he makes the field goal? Are you upset? Like, does it ruin your day? Not a day ruiner. No, it's either way. I would prefer he missed the kick, but it's not a day ruiner if he makes it. Because i got to be honest with you. When Olszewski returned the the punt, Mm -hmm. and the Giants finally made a big play in special teams, that was a jump out of the seat going, I don't want to waste this. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a weird way. Like, right. that's, that's the so problem with the tankists. Like, you're watching the team to win. You make a big play like that. Well, the other thing with this game, there were so many, like, big plays. It was yeah. just kind of like. Yeah, Slayton catches the ball. I'm like, all right, all right, great. The Giants are really doing something they haven't done all season, which is make game-changing plays. It's just why, in the end, it was the perfect game. Well, <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's the perfect game, right? You guys played well. You're not quitting on the head coach. Yeah, you made a lot of mistakes, but you tried. You almost beat a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So, on Christmas Eve, after a wonderful day at Disney World, a wonderful day, I did what I said I would do. I went back into our little Airbnb house. Everybody falls asleep. I set up the tablet, Giants, uh, Jets, Washington time. Mm. Time to see my football team. I don't miss a snap. I set it up, and I'm like, oh, look at this. <laughs> Did you know what happened, by the way? No. Wow, you had no idea. Zero. Oh, I told awesome. you. I got it perfected. I'm at Disney World. Am I using my phone? Other than to take pictures of the kids being really happy of how long the lines are. And I can't believe we're wasting an hour and 45 minutes of our life to go on teacups. Things like that. <laughs> so I had no idea. I sit down, it's like 10 o'clock at night, whatever it was. I don't even remember. I'm watching Jets, Washington. The Commanders. We are kicking their ass. This defense is dominating. And then I watch the collapse Mm. where they end up falling behind 28-27. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, is this even worth it? (laughs) Like, that's where I was. So I'm not a tankist, and I wasn't thinking about draft picks, but I'm thinking, like, if we win this game, which they did, Craig Zerline lines up for the game winner, and I was convinced he was missing it. Convinced of it. But as he's lining up, and even before that, my attitude was, this sucks no matter what. <laughs> this isn't a win. So you talk about the perfect loss. Yeah, yeah. We had the unperfect <laughs> win. <laughs> That's funny. But- <laughs> what? Breaks us into our jet-breaking news. If you were aware or not aware in the last half an hour. I'm not aware of anything. What? The Jets have mutually agreed to part ways with a player to go play on a playoff team. Really? Dalvin Cook. 
Oh, who cares? <laughs> well, hold Good on. Hold Send him out. Goodbye. You used cap space at the beginning of the year. Instead of a backup quarterback or O-line help, you signed Dalvin Cook along for the ride. Now he gets to go choose where he wants to go on a playoff team. Whatever. And leave you the dunk. Whatever. Mm. Go. I hope he doesn't play well. Like it would, But where'd he go? Did you pick a team yet? Nowhere oh. yet. But uh, Nick Costos, friend of, uh, of, yeah. the, of WFA in here, he... Has brought up a good point. James Cook, his brother, is in Buffalo. So the brother in Buffalo? Yeah. All right, great. Dude, there's no way he's going to Buffalo. Why not? Play with his brother. Why would you do that? Or just that? be with his brother to because maybe get a You're undercutting your brother now. No, you're not. James Cook's the lead back. Okay. Have you seen Dalvin Cook? He ain't undercutting anybody. <laughs> so Tiki was never signing in Tampa. <laughs> Definitely not. It. Dude, it was on the other side of the ball. It wasn't. It didn't matter. Look, I that, almost signed in Tampa. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, honestly, Dalvin Cook is going to live in Jet history. As this footnote. Yeah. As this guy right. who had a fine NFL career, he came to the Jets, and he was nothing. He was worthless. Worse than Le'Veon? He, no, because Le'Veon came with expectations. What were the yeah. expectations for Dalvin Cook? I mean, he was coming off and back-to-back-to-back Pro Bowl season. Yeah, but even so. Right? And he, I think he had an injury. It was a shoulder injury, though, so it wasn't like a knee injury. So but, in my mind, I wasn't thinking he's compromised as a runner. I actually thought he would be a great compliment to Bruce. I looked at Dalvin Cook as, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm not celebrating. It's a blah move. And, and you weren't there that day, but when we had Robert Sala on, because it was right after they signed Dalvin yeah, Cook, camp. I peppered him with something that got him to the point where he's like, are you a Jet fan? He was confused by my fandom, right? which is weird considering what I was peppering him with. What I was peppering him with was, you got to promise me, Brees Hall's the guy. Mm. Like, I don't want Dalvin Cook taking touches away from Brees Hall. So I always view Dalvin Cook as fine as long as he's not a hindrance to the real bell cow running back once he's healthy enough. So I didn't have that high expectation for Dalvin Cook, hence why I don't have, like, this negative, horrible feeling towards him. He's just irrelevant. What if I told you this? George Fant, Donovan Smith, Cam Fleming all have had pretty average to above average years at tackle starting in the NFL this year, all signed for less than half of what Cook got from the Jets. And they were all available around the same time? Well, before him, the Jets kept that money stashed. Well, Fant was here. Yeah, George Fant was a Jet. He was pretty good when he played left tackle, just not right tackle. But either way, those three guys. Hmm. Why are you trying to piss me off? Because you're just brushed the side of who cares. It just shows some ineptitude that the Jets mismanaged. Hold on, Sean. I need on January 2nd more evidence of ineptitude. They're an inept franchise. But but this is what we do. We have conversation. If we're just saying adios to Dalvin Cook, we're bringing up what a failure it was. I understand that, but there's bigger failures than signing Dalvin Cook. There are. It's a log on the fire, pal. I understand it. It might be the Duraflame that lights the whole thing up. You just want us angry it was all cheap, the time. It was cheap insurance. I get it. Yeah. I understand. No, I, got it I get the Jalvin Cook signing. It was cheap insurance. That's all insurance. But, but I would have been fine with Michael Carter. Right. But you probably Michael Carter been. scored versus the I, I would too, but here's <laughs> my right, problem man. with you, all right? The Jets will get enough of my anger and enough of all of Jet fans' anger. They have. They will continue to. What you are trying to do, because your team sucked this year, and I understand that. You're upset. You didn't have a good year. In fact, if we go back to September 6th, when you all yelled at me for saying the Giants were a six-win team. You were right, Evan. Who's laughing now? Actually, you were wrong. (laughs) 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 Let's go Giants on Sunday. (laughs) So one time I care about a prediction being right. You're just looking for us to be angry all the time. No, this has nothing to do with the Giants. Trust me, there's plenty of time to be angry. Again, I just think it's valuable to bring up that no, Joe I'm, Douglas I'm, doesn't deserve a pass. I'm not mad at you for bringing it up. I'm mad that you continue to, like, you're trying to poke me. like You hate the Jets. He's, He's poking the bear. Right. He's poking the bear. I'll put my poker away. Yeah, All right? Put that poker away. You know just, who, this is breaking news. We had to fill I'm, you in. Jeez. I'm not complaining about the I'm Thank you for br- releasing the breaking news. Okay. By the way, when we come back, speaking of breaking news, obviously we'll get back to more of your phone calls. 
But I think uh, my co-host is about to put Mason Crosby in a body bag because that <laughs> son of a bitch took your number and then de- defiled it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.